Hey guys, it's good to see you. Hey, what's up, buddy? Right, Look man. at you, you handsome devil. Oh, come on, don't, don't. I knew you were gonna do this. Don't. Do I got. I, I gotta be honest. I got. I got haircut envy right now, dude. Why? No, dude, you're looking great. Take the hat off. Stop it. No. Take the fucking hat off. Dude. I Show can't, dude. the amazing job that your wife did at home on her first try. I look like a good job. You're a very kind woman. But Thank the you. The picture was great. We these are like the kind of haircut I got was the kind that fucking Pony Boy Curtis got <laughs> when he was fucking on the run in the Outsiders by Ralph Macchio. <laughs> so no thank you i don't know how to describe my vibe right now i guess i would probably leave that up to uh the fucking boys in the chat but um i here's what i'll tell you i live in a pretty rough neighborhood and now whenever anyone has a problem with me they're they're like oh man hold on i'm sorry man you just look so fucking cool <laughs> this this looks a hit in old fucking Ken in shady kensington dude you look like you could easily walk on to downtown abbey right now if it was still oh there. my goodness would i mm -hmm. wow stop it dude do i look like a crawly do i look like matthew crawley <laughs> you look like creepy crawly god damn it i walked right into that <laughs> oh man i'm so happy to have our guest mary radzinski with us here tonight mary how the heck are you i'm good you sweet boys i'm better seeing you two i'm uh, fine Guys, Mary was supposed to be on our last podcast that we were doing in person, and then that was like the weekend where like things started to get crazy. So we got butt fucked pretty hard because we were pretty excited for that one. But now we finally are able to have Mary on, and it's and it's it just feels great. Yeah, that was like the beginning of all this. Like we didn't we we were like, should we? No, we you were you were the first person I knew to act like a grown up about it. You're like <laughs> this. I can't I can't go out, and I was like, I'll go out. And uh, you were like, you were the first person at the beach that was like, it's definitely a shark. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you what, without, um, I would have been there with bells on, but my uh, emergency contact that I live with put strict <laughs> rules in right away. And, no, um, you guys are smart. He, yeah, he, he's the only reason I'm alive right now, so. <laughs> yeah, by that point, Tim and I were still fucking wrestling and Eskimo kissing. Like, oh, yeah, it probably is a good idea not to do this. I think that, and Tim, you were kind of sick too, right? Like, yeah, I wasn't feeling well. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. it was round two, actually. But I also downplayed it because I was like, oh, it's just a little bit of a cough. It didn't compare to the first run. So that, that makes, I might have had it three times by now. I've had three coughs yeah. since right before quarantine. Which was two weeks before someone in my office building was confirmed as a case. And they didn't tell Dude, that, us until a month that's after. That's what that. they're saying. They're saying that the coronavirus is a lot like the bad boys movies. Like there's probably gonna be three rounds of it, and the third <laughs> one is finally gonna be where it loses some steam. <laughs> and you realize that Martin Lawrence is finally gonna get taken out. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Oh my God, Jesus, Tim! I didn't know you lost weight with the coronavirus. You look very trim. No one did until I fucking took off the beard. With a beard, here's the here's the problem: beards are great for fat dudes, and then if you lose a bunch of weight and you keep the beard, you still look like a fat dude. <laughs> Take off the beard; it's you're ten years younger and fifty pounds lighter. Oh, you throw on a mustache, and you're a million percent gayer. <laughs> like benjamin buttoned a little bit tim like you look so good there was a picture you put on facebook and i you were i don't know outside like you had a winter hand and i swear to god i thought it was lucy <laughs> like, <laughs> you looked like lucy i it do look like the women in my family it's weird yeah, yeah. pretty man thank you can oh, i think I... can i thank my real real quick can i thank my new sponsor game yeah, fuel ahead, by dude. mountain dew wow man yeah they uh sent me a free case they were like try out the product let us know what you think so I'm giving it a go, man. No, pr no promises. You know what? It tastes a lot like never, ever fucking in your life ever. This is gross. <laughs> but they hooked me up, dude. It's hard for me to, you know, turn that kind of thing down. Actually, it was like a random uh, sweepstakes on Twitter where it was like, respond to this with this hashtag and see if you can bear, bear, bear. And I responded to it, give me free Mountain Dew or I will kill myself. And like just the automated bot was like, congratulations, you're a winner. <laughs> So that I forgot about it for two months and then a, a an un like it was a clearly marked case of Mountain Dew game fuel showed up on my doorstep. Wow, man. Yeah. Do you feel like you could scream at your mom harder now? <laughs> 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 We've had to buy a lot of spackle since this came in the mail. Dude, any mom that buys Mountain Dew for her teenage son has taken her life into her own hands. <laughs> My mom used to never buy that shit. Any time like we got like specialty things that we asked for, 
it was always like years before we got anything again because we would always fucking slam it as soon as it got in the door. I remember those fucking um, I think they're making a comeback now. Those wrestling ice cream sandwiches, you know, mm-hmm. they're like light brown and they got like the image of the wrestler on it. Like I asked my mom to get them and they were like fucking like five dollars for a package of four. She's like, look, you got to fucking ration these out within about eight minutes. I gave it to like all the kids on my block because I was trying to make them like me. She's like, where's your wrestling ice cream? I was like, I don't know. I gave it away. That's a, that's a smart trade. That's a great deal. They didn't like Friendship. me, though, Tim. Oh. Well. You're a generous, sweet boy. Like, I, I don't know. I, I tend to, even as an adult, anything good is gone soon. Like, I'm a binger. Like, I can't have <laughs> nice things. You know what I mean? I didn't like, used to I, think I, that I, about myself, but I do now, for sure. Yeah. yeah. What, that you're generous, Tim? No, I'm a binger. <laughs> or that you like ice cream? No, yeah. I, I, I can't control myself. I do. Yes, I strive but, every day to be as generous as you. Getting back, oh, you, to, you are, man. No, you, you know I, what? I, I've really been faced with a uh, with a lot of soul searching in the past couple of years. A lot, of, a lot of long dusks skipping rocks across lakes, wondering if I'm really generous or if I just want people to like me. But wow. I think, I think I am generous, Mike. You're absolutely generous. You're and you're. Thank cutting. you, Mary. You're oh, thank you. Yeah, you you. Think about others before yourself, but everybody wants to be liked also. Right. I mean, isn't that feel good? I don't know. Yeah. You know what? I, I realized like that there's, there's somewhere in the middle for me and I'm getting further away from doing shit just to be liked. Like I could go back and anytime, you know, that Facebook shit where they say like, Hey, well, fucking five years ago, you posted this bullshit. Like that. Yeah. I can either tell you, have, dude, you love unequivocally. Those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unequivocally. It's either. Okay. I was definitely on perks here or I was begging people to like me. <laughs> Like there was one where it's just like I'm talking about how I really appreciated getting to know a lot of the improvisers because I realized that even though I talked a lot of shit about them before, I realized there's a lot of good people out there and there are, but it's just like I fucking hate improv. I would rather <laughs> fucking sit on a on a fucking glass blower's fucking stove than watch an improv show right now. <laughs> Dude, oh, did you, Netflix has an improv special now. No. <laughs> You're not going to watch it? Nah, buddy. You know, I did see a good one last night. Mark Norman special really cracked me up. Do you guys do you guys watch that yet? I haven't watched it. I want to. It's on my to do list. It's really fucking funny. I, I put it on before I went to bed and I was starting to doze off. And there were a couple of times where I was shaken out of a sleep for something so funny. Really? <laughs> yeah, funny. really fucking that good. Like he is he is so he, he's captivating to me because he's so handsome and his voice just doesn't fit the way he looks. <laughs> And it's like he's like an old timey man with the way he tells jokes, and I love that that style of joke telling. Yeah, yeah, man, like an old timey radio host. It doesn't match his look at all. You're right. That's funny. It's like yeah, doesn't yeah, he, match. yeah. He do, he seems like a fucking an elixir salesman that also fucks every lady <laughs> in every town that he rolls through. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. yeah, I can see that for sure, dude. You're, I, you're of, dude. You're generous with your descriptions of people tonight. What's up? Oh, what's thanks, going on buddy. with you? What kind of week did you have? This is almost too much sunshine. It's like hurt. This is painful. How nice this is right now. Oh man, well I'm feeling it, man. I was really, I was so excited tonight. There's so many times where, pretty much every time we fu- we've fucking, you know, started planning a show. Like I start to get like jittery and start to feel like nervous. But tonight was like a combination of nervous, and just feeling excited to see my friend again, <sighs> because I hadn't seen Marion so fucking long. Yeah. And and you're somebody who I, you know, I tell you this, I've told you this many times before, but I think the most generous compliment i could pay another comic is to say that i would pay to see you perform you were one of the few people i could say that about fucking shucks making a girl blush over here mike and i one of my favorite comedy memories came courtesy of you mary uh mary was featuring and i was hosting on a weekend i think it was with joey diaz were you that weekend yeah yes joey diaz yep and um uh, world-class figure skater Johnny Weir sent Mary a glass of champagne with a strawberry in it because he loved her so much. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and because of Mary, Johnny Weir came backstage and I got to meet him. And I remember like being just starstruck because I've loved this dude since I was a kid because he, he is a fucking a, a, a fucking boss. Was that one of the posters you had on your wall? It was, Johnny it was not, but if I had access to one, if they had sold them in Spencer's Gifts, I would have bought one. Oh. You know who it was, Mike? It was uh, Rich Voss. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and um, 
I'm a rube and I didn't know who Johnny Weir was. Remember, you're like, the, the oh, staff yeah. came in and I felt, and then my boyfriend came in. Like, Larry, hello, 1992, 1993, yeah. gold medal. <laughs> he, he, was, he wasn't as much on the Bravo network at that time. I missed him. So that's why, you know, but yeah, that was fucking. And then he, he gave me his phone number, invited Mark and I to go to meet up with him afterwards. It was freezing cold. And I was like, there's no way my boy, Mark's not gonna wanna do it. And he's like, yeah, no, let's do it. We walked like somewhere in center city and then we were freezing and I see Johnny Weir and I'm like thinking like, oh, my new friend, like this fucking famous person. And he's talking to a guy outside, looked like a bit of a love interest of sorts. And I swear, like he looked at me, but then like never looked back. So then we just walked by real slow. Like we were just there just happened to be in the neighborhood so never saw him again it's the opposite wow. of a double take yeah yeah so you took it back like, i didn't i didn't actually fucking look at you well like I, I we loitered a little bit because i'm like oh well when he goes inside like maybe oh. He'll be like oh hey there's that really funny uh opener in philadelphia that i want you know whatever it's fine there's no way you're partying as hard as you're not you're not keeping up with weir party wise no, I don't think so. He dodged a bullet. He, he tapped his nose in the green and he was like, we've got everything. Like, I was like, Dude. oh, look. Yeah, yeah he was definitely, he was triple actual in the party scene. <laughs> he was, he was <laughs> so, dude, he made me feel so good about myself because, and I put this picture up a few weeks ago, but when I took the picture with him, as we're posing, whoever was taking the picture um, just couldn't get the camera to get right for a second. So we were just standing there like hugging each other. And he's like, uh, oh, are you Italian? I was like, Johnny. <laughs> no, oh, kind of, but no. But <laughs> what, what a kind thing to say from a very <laughs> handsome, established gentleman. Uh, In my God, head, he yeah. looks like Loki. Am I right? Is that what is that what Johnny Weir looks like? Yes. Okay. Yes. Very Loki-ish. Okay, cool. Man. Loki without being low-key. He's very high-key. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Chill, he, please, had a, chill, he had a bigger uh, handbag or purse than I've ever carried in my life. But I remember that caught me off guard. <laughs> Sweet man. Mary, who is somebody that if you met, you would be blown away? I, you know, it's funny. You, I thought about that recently. I think for me, it would be Sarah Silverman. Okay. Just because of like growing up and loving her so much. And I know she's sort of accessible, like even on Instagram now, I'll see like friends in LA that are above me, but they're like doing shows with in like, I'm thinking to myself, Oh my God, I would fucking like slide off this seat. If I saw her, I would die. Absolutely die. That's Tim. Who's, you know, who's your I, person? I, uh, when you said Sarah Silverman, I gotta be honest. My first reaction was to like roll my eyes. Not, not like Ooh. really, not really, but I was like, that's a person who like, I, there has to be a good reason for it. And then as you started describing it, I was like, oh, my God, my answer is Mike Myers for the same exact reasons. <laughs> you know, well, like, do you it, ever feel? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just I, I was just saying I, I connected so hard with it after like trying to resist it. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like, you know, I I mean, I know there's a better answer than that, but I just thought about it the other day. But it's like if I was in the same room with her, that would be like a mind fuck like a shift of like young me but i know it's like it's it's a possibility like it's not exactly super what far about. out but it's yeah. like but it's like i think that would blow my mind almost yeah i don't know well you better you have should a try to mic. make that happen yeah i i mean i yeah i would die it's would, definitely doable I, it's definitely within the realm of possibility so like if you really wanted to you just could yeah start a twitter fight with her <laughs> <laughs> maybe i will although i feel like it would take a lot to get her to fight back it would like she would just go along with it you know what i mean it's like i'd have to really go low i don't know trump's america or something <laughs> how about you mike um i don't know um relative to this i was thinking the other day because i saw that 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 prince live show was being put out and he was somebody who i had no idea how much he meant to me until the day that he died because i was driving for uber and as I was driving, I had Sirius XM at the time. They had a channel dedicated to just his music. So I was playing that music and everybody who got in the car, we just ended up fucking crying. Oh. Yeah, it was such like a, a surreal experience. And I, I was just thinking like, fuck, who would I be devastated if they died? And the two people that I came up with that I would probably have to take off from work 
are Howard Stern and Beetlejuice. <laughs> Shit. How old is Stern? Uh, probably mid-60s. So he's getting up there. He's pretty well-preserved, though, for that kind of guy. And he doesn't leave the house much. So, I mean, it's just him, his wife, and his cats. He doesn't have unprotected sex with his wife either. Why is that? He's just terrified of getting her pregnant. And he feels like if he got her pregnant, then he would be on the hook for another kid. And he's just past that. Imagine that. <laughs> couldn't she just, couldn't he get the, the yeah, yeah, get a vasectomy? That's weird. Yeah. That's I couldn't weird. think of the word vasectomy. He's so, <laughs> he's, so he, he's so upset at that possibility. And he, to the point where he makes it a thing that he talks about that I've heard about it now secondhand. And he wouldn't just, I don't know. That was weird. Does yeah, he he's not believe in abortion that much. Like not, I'm not saying that he would ever use that as a form <laughs> of birth control, but if you, if you're like that hell bent and you know, yeah, I, I don't know. I also think um, they live in a gigantic apartment, so there's no stairs. <laughs> um, yeah. But my God, dude, I when I when I first heard that, I was just blown away for a lot of reasons. But how could I don't know? I don't know how you could a, a man could not use condoms <laughs> if given the opportunity, because anytime like it, it didn't take much for me. I mean, you know me. And it didn't take much. And it was just always like playing the rigmarole. It's just like acting like you're fumbling with it to put it on. They're just like, yeah, I don't use them either. It's like now it's like now with like masks, like you you have an interaction with somebody and you're pretending like you're pulling a mask up. And then before you know it, you're in phase two of the black handshake. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Dude. I don't know how old Beth is. And I'm a lady of a certain age. Don't want to talk of numbers or anything. But I feel like every every day I'm just like, Ah, uh, it's just just a dusty road in there right now. You know what I mean, like I don't, I don't think we have like like it almost would be like thinking I'm lucky enough to win the lotto and then get on an airplane that crashes. Like, no, those days are over. Like, I'll gamble, you know. Yeah, the gamble's just, the best just, part. It is. It's like you really gotta Kenny Rogers. He's a real square. Time. He's a real square. He doesn't party anymore, does he? He probably no. has like a skincare routine. I would love to have one of those. Man. I just started moisturizing this week when I shaved my beard off. I was like, you know what? I gotta start. I gotta start protecting the fucking money maker. So yeah, I bought a bunch of shit. Um, I haven't read the label of the thing that Mary Jo gave me to put on my face. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just know I put something on my face after I showered. It's like Squidcom or something. <laughs> from Japan. I swear, it's the weirdest shit that the supposedly works. Squidcom. You know what they say? Preparation H is actually really, really good for under your eyes. You ever tried and it? This is true. And I asked, Mark was doing like an Amazon order and he refused to order it for me. He's like, I'll just go buy it for you from CBS. <laughs> I'm not looking for all these ads or whatever. So I don't know. I put I put on a mud mask before and I and I really just enjoyed the feel of that. Like I could probably use preparation H, you know, just because my face looks like shit. But at this point, like I don't give a fuck. Like the only reason why I use put on the mud mask was because it felt nice and cool. I think it was actually cucumber. And because you love blackface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. No Instagram photos that day. <laughs> yeah. I, there's something There's something weird. I have a hesitation every time I've ever like done something nice like that for myself. Like Even just like the, the, the act of rubbing lotion on my face every day, I'm like, this... I can't believe... I'm, I feel like I'm living like a Saudi prince right now. This is the fanciest thing that's ever happened to me. Do you not put lotion on regularly? I don't do shit regularly, wow, bro. Man, you look that good. God damn it, bro. Tim. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I think I, again, I was supposed to be an incel, so I have soft features. <laughs> I, I I was like I was born into the wrong like universe version of myself, and I accidentally got someone pregnant. <laughs> other, other than that, I'm an incel. So yeah, I look super young, play video games. That's all. That's fine oh, though. That's I'm cool a secret, with it, man. I've accepted it, dude. I'm I'm happy to live my life the way that I feel like I'm supposed to be. Feels good to say it too. I don't know. Yeah, well, no, you look I, great, man. You do. You and like uh, we were saying, Mike, about the mask, like doing it just to feel good. It's like I'm at a point, and this is before quarantine, of like. 
I just want to wear clothes that feel soft. <laughs> like I don't, I'm like, it's real. Like I'm definitely going to end up being one of those bitches that wears a robe to the store. And it's not because, <laughs> you know, it seconds as a hug, but also like, I just feel better. I feel, and like, it's something that uh, my boyfriend that you guys know and I we do not get along about because he'll like even during this time he'll get fully dressed you know belt mm-hmm. fucking shoes and I he's like it. It makes I get me it feel better I'm like oh I want to wear leggings and a I mean I haven't worn a bra since fucking the first Bush administration at this point. <laughs> it's like I just don't I just want to feel I don't know I guess maybe this is my swan song now is this is this a difference between men and women because like men can dress for comfort and it's almost like cool it's like damn look how comfortable that dude looks and i don't think women are afforded that mary this stance that you're taking is the exact reason why prominent male figure skaters send you glasses of champagne (laughs) (laughs) so keep that yeah (laughs) i'm the opposite like i'm on mark's side here because like i i love you're a man well, I don't know. There's a lot of fucking slobs out there, though, dude. Like, I keep seeing people talking about, hey, have you know, just, you know, still, you know, my still free ball and still wear mesh shorts. And yeah, mesh shorts fucking rule. But, you know, as a man, like, I, I feel like an obligation to fucking do it up every now and again. On that point, I ordered a fucking tuxedo through Amazon for a sketch that we're going to film <laughs> for the Dad Me Patreon. And oh, at first, I was kind of annoyed because I ordered a black tuxedo, but they sent me a purple one. Um, <laughs> Apparently, my my account got confused with LaMichael Rainey, <laughs> um, but I put it on and I was like, this feels fucking great. And it looks great, too. And I walked around the rest of the day in a fucking purple tuxedo. <laughs> From Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Damn. That that would be like my make a wish. Just you to show up at my door <laughs> with a purple tuxedo and I don't know, some tasty cake chocolate bells. That would just be it. Mary, as soon as I put, I fucking hate Don't give him any ideas. He'll do it. <laughs> as soon as I put that fucking purple tux on, I was like, I want to go to a wedding. And I fucking hate weddings, but I want to go to a wedding and I could feel myself like turning into the Joker. Like I was like, all right, this is how it starts. I just need some face paint. Like I wish my sister would get married again just so I can go to her wedding looking oh, like the Joker. Jesus Christ. That's amazing. I, I, I have tried to, you know, not let it go entirely during this time. And I, I like having things like this. I know he does too. I, I throw a little makeup on, but um, I was like doing like a Friday night. Like I, we'd get dressed up, which mm-hmm. is kind of corny as shit, but oh, I like it. not being able to go anywhere. You know what I mean? So I, I literally, uh, this is like a couple of Fridays ago. I was like, Hey, um, we have reservations <laughs> in our fucking lit, like the dining room area. And I yeah. set up, I set it up like a little bar and I was like seven 30, wow. you know, whatever. And we had like, um, charcuterie shit. And, uh, but once again, I was very me and disappointed him by not being ready in time so i had to text him and tell him the open table fucked us oh. <laughs> and then we had like an hour delay i was like oh we got pushed back to 8 30 you see you then and um i try but i just can never really follow through fully you know what i mean but well you get an a for effort and like at least trying to do shit like that is fun i remember uh, i remember i texted hexy hesky this and i don't know if he remembers this but um Whenever I would fucking drink a lot, which is pretty much every night um, from 2001 till 2012, I would text people and be like, like, yo, let's go do this. Like one night I texted Jim Graham and I said, like, yo, you want to go to Winnipeg and watch the Flyers with me? (laughs) But then one night I was watching Boardwalk Empire. I was like, James, like, why don't we put on suits and get a bunch of but get a bunch of whiskey and watch Boardwalk Empire? (laughs) Like, that's one thing that I regret not having done when I was fucking boozing hard is that. And also anytime I watch Deadwood, I just want whiskey and hookers. I feel that way about cigarettes too, or smoking. Anytime I watch, I mean, I've got this stupid thing now, but like, I just want to, that was uh boardwalk empire and Sopranos. I just want to fucking eat a pack of Pall Mall. Yeah. It looks so good. Oh man. I saw something like, um, it was like somebody put up a fucking, a collection of Sopranos zoom backgrounds. And one of the zoom backgrounds was Tony's kitchen. 
And on the background, they had a fucking bowl that he would eat fucking macaronis out of, and it was fucking huge, and it still had some macaronis in it, and I instantly got hungry from it. <laughs> I'm gonna cry the way you. <laughs> like I, it doesn't take much nowadays, but holy shit, you hit a Oh my god, dude, you have a you have a childlike sweetness about you right now. It's Who, devastating. Me? Yes. Oh, thank you, buddy. You're killing. You're burying me right now. I can't oh, handle man. it. I feel like every everything you say. I want to turn to a taller person. And be like, you see him? How sweet is he? <laughs> I want to show you off. <laughs> Barry, you see how sweet he is? Thank you. Oh man, thank you. I don't know you where both, he gets it. He doesn't get it from me. I'll tell you no. that. He's, that's not no. me. He gets it from. You both are two of. Like I was looking forward to tonight. Of course, the only thing again, I'm like, I'm so awkward in the timing and Zoom, and I'm like, I fucking, I'm a nightmare and whatever. But um, log off, Mary. But I feel like <laughs> looking forward to seeing you two, like definitely surpassed all those feelings. And you guys are the nicest fucking people, but you're also the funniest, and it's really fucking obnoxious to people that don't get to call you their friend probably. yeah everybody hates us thank you so much no but it's true no thank you for saying so mary and and mary like you know to that point like you're one of the people who anytime i would have to fucking do a show and i would find out that you're on the show it's like oh thank god i can actually relax back here because there's i I would look back at pictures of me doing comedy especially like at helium and there are so many pictures of me standing staring into a corner like i'm in fucking timeout because of the level of social retardation I'm subjected to back there. Oh. But anytime it was it was you, and I was fortunate that we got to do a lot of shows together, it was always a, a welcome a, a welcome sight and just a welcome experience because you were well, so much fun to be around. Well, I, I uh, ditto, man, because <sighs> honestly, like, I, I feel like that is such a bonus to doing stand-up when you get mm-hmm. to do it with people that you actually like and don't want to, you know, rather be curb stomped than have a conversation with. But like, yeah, no, I feel the same way. And there was, there was, you know, to that point, there were two things that I'd gotten emails about recently. People asking me to be on like these zoom comedy shows and I saw who was on it. And I was just like, there's no fucking way that I want to spend a second with this fucking dildo. <laughs> You're like, even in my house, in a separate room, not near them, but yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> even so, I mean, there's, I mean, Tim and I, I, I mean, we talk about it often, but, and I don't, I think you feel the same way, but like, as far as I'm concerned, like time is the most valuable commodity that anybody has and be like getting, I'm fucking 41 now. And I'm, there isn't a fucking second that I want to spend with somebody who doesn't make me feel good or add value to my life in any capacity. If I could avoid that, I'm avoiding it at all costs, no matter what could come of it. Amen. I like I that's something that I don't know. I've always like thought about my own mortality, even as a little kid. I was always talking about death and dying and uh, like whatever. I'm we sure were raised Catholic, yeah, same thing. You know, for sure. for it or whatever. But but like uh, same thing. Like the older I get, I you know, you go back to when you were talking about caring about what people think about you. And I used to really put a lot of weight with that. But now when it comes to even just like politely saying no to things or declining things, because I don't want to fucking waste the time with someone that I have to fake it with, you know what I mean? Or that I have to like go through the motions. Like it's not worth it to me. So I'm willing to be disliked now. And that's sort of like a change in the last couple of years that I'm just like, Oh, life's too fucking short. You know, I'm with you a hundred percent. And do you agree with this? I feel like one of the big turning points was recognizing the import, having someone in your life, adds so much value to you, your time, your living experience, or you're just like, no one can compare to this shit. And I know that you have that with Mark and he's just being around him. It's like, okay, this, this is a fucking match made in heaven. And I feel from a friendship perspective, I feel it with Tim where it's just like, there isn't a friend that can compare to him because there's nothing that I could get from another friendship that I get out of this because it's just like nobody make you know, I'm, I'm laughing nonstop any fucking time I'm around him. I could talk about the most fucked up shit that's bothering me. And also it's just like, I can, I I'm doing creative shit that I want to do with him. 
So it's like there's no way I'm past the point of trying to force friendships where I've done that a ton in the past. We're trying to get people to like me, like, please, if I do this, we like this, where it's just like, all right, you know, this is the template. You know, if you could bring something to the table relative to this, then like, yeah, let's fucking let's let's spend time together in some capacity. Yeah, Mike, I just want to uh, thank you for um, saying that I'm a way better friend than Mary. That means a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I. Oh, hey, all right, does this make sense? What if you? Uh, I when you start worrying about like how people like do people like me? What you're actually worrying about is the the ones that you don't. You're not sure. So you can still. I I like to use those as like a metric. Like if everyone thinks I'm a dickhead, who? Where? What's the balance? Like maybe if it's like if it's like seventy thirty, I'm a dickhead. You know what I mean? I'll I'll listen to the seventy percent, even yeah. in like situation to situation. But um, as far as like that general like unease over like, am I pleasing everybody? Am I everyone's cup of tea? Uh, I've I've been learning uh, on my own to replace that with just focusing on the relationships that I do know about that. I that I am certain where I stand. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Wildly gay, wildly gay. But point stands. Well, it's it's almost like and it's like. I think for me, if I'm being really like self-aware, there's a selfishness to it, but it, <clears throat> excuse me, but like it works out. It's like, I want people to like me, but I also want to not hate the experience or the time I spend with them. So <laughs> if, <laughs> if I can be myself and they still like it, it's a win-win. Both wins are for me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. At this kind of point where it's like, you know, I'm a flawed individual. The older I get, the more, like, that's something I'm, you know, you guys have wonderful significant others and I'm sure there's days you want to fucking murder them too, but it's like, mm-hmm. he's the person that I want to want to murder for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, he, I mean, he likes me, but more he accepts me. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'm old, like, we all have a lot going on and, and I just want someone to like me for my flaws too, or at least deal with them. You know, I, that didn't even match anything you said, but it's no like, way, no way. Again, I, it's because everyone, everything is uh, spelled out. Everything is um, like agreed upon. It's not like if, if he saw me this way, how would he feel about me? It's like, here's everything's one for one. There's no, like redirection or anything like that. And uh, so that makes the, uh, you know, the acceptance and the affection real. It's like being able to be the real you, you know, cause I, I feel like I've had a lot of versions of myself that I'm like, Oh, I think this is the one they want me to be, or this one matches up best to this. And whether it's work or business or social or comedy, the, and the like, squares in your life and the people that yeah. see you doing funny stuff. But it's yeah, fucking exhausting. You know what I mean? And I, and I think that, I say it's selfish, but it might just be like finally I'm I'm done worrying if I'm good enough, yeah. you know, and sort of just being happy the people that accept me for me because I'm also accepting of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Man, that's so, dude. That's something that I'm still. I'm right now. I'm realizing that. Um, realize, realize, realize. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The too, uh, <laughs> the the wigger rib tat. Realize, realize, realize. Um. One thing that I'm realizing that I'm kind of struggling with is that I find myself a lot of times being insecure in regards to like how my wife feels about me. And I just realized that at the, at the basis of all that, it's just my own insecurity about myself because the reality is it's like, she's stuck with me, you know, through fucking painkiller addiction, cocaine addiction, fucking alcoholism, fucking being chubby. Yeah, being be, being so chubby that when I stand up, I have red marks under my tits. <laughs> like right now, I do have tit sweat, which I'm gonna yeah, fucking be like, shut the fuck up, it's hot out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like like all the nights where like I would just come home after fucking driving to Atlantic City and come home with no money, and it's just like we're still together. So it's obviously that you know, there's obviously, you know, she, she loves me. And that's really, you know, a hurdle that like I'm still trying to work past because even though like I feel like I'm a a fucking mental train wreck a lot of the time and like trying to figure my own life out and trying not to feel like a train wreck, there's there's certain things there where I just have to reinforce my own. 
and not just have to wait. There's there's nothing that anybody could validate enough to be like, okay, this is good enough. It's got to come from me to say like, okay, I recognize that in my eyes, this is what love is, or this is what friendship is. And that's good enough. Man, you just summed up every everything. <laughs> I've been making fun of myself a lot lately because that's exactly the type of thing where I would be like, it's just like life, man. <laughs> it's a, that applies to like everything if you think about it. And uh, but it does. I I wish I yeah, wasn't making fun of myself right there. You made a really you've made a very lovely point. I know. I'm trying not to weep. <laughs> I know, dude. You're fucking killing me right now. <laughs> and Tim, with with us always talking about, especially at the basis of this podcast, with us being reformed losers there's still so much of that's still the driving force in my life to wanting to achieve anything is that i don't want to be that loser because i still feel like there that seed's always going to be there which is a double-edged sword i mean for the positive it's what continuously drives me and it makes me not want to fucking you know go down to my fucking corner bar right now and spend every dollar in my fucking bank account, you know, but on the, on the flip side, it's like, there are times where I'll just get fucking these self-destructive fucking pity parties where it's just like, Oh man, do, do I need to fucking do something right now to generate interest in me again? And that goes across the board to not only fucking people who wouldn't like me in the first place, but also to the people closest to me. And I think that's where that feeling of just, you know, having that baseline where it's just like, you have to know that, if the people that are with you now are the people that obviously love you for, for one reason or another, and you just have to accept that. Damn. Um, it, yeah. We're, yeah. Okay. We're both reformed losers for sure. Well, or, or reforming. Um, yes. That, uh, that, that there was something I was thinking about when I was, I was just thinking about recording this tonight. I was uh, with Mary you came from like the opposite direction. I, I almost want to say reformed winner, but when I met you in comedy, you had a real job that I was like, oh, that's a grown up job. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I shook that off. Yeah. Real, real hard. Um, yeah. No, that was, that was the bulk of the time. It's only been three, four years that I have not had a real job, but. But, but you had a super real I, job. But I felt more like a loser because I, in the comedy scene, because I had a real job. Yeah. You know? It's all perspective. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 you guys getting together and doing this podcast, and like the positivity and the, it's so good. Not, I feel like I've gone in a little bit of a different direction of like more of like, and it might be like midlife crisis shit, you know, where it's just like, oh, again, you're talking about self-worth and stuff, Mike, and like relationships. And I feel like every day it's just about like win or loser. It's like how I view myself. And a lot of that just has to do with what did I do that day? What did I do the night before? What, you know, chemically, mm -hmm. what the fuck's going on, you know? Yeah. There's, there's so many different elements to play into that. And one of the great things that, that I do enjoy about getting older is that I feel like I'm able to look at it more from um, more more from a logical perspective as opposed to like any time I would do something that didn't produce a desirable outcome, it would be more of a, a fucking punitive reaction. Where now it's just like, all right, why the fuck did that happen? That's like, okay, cool. Where right now I realize like if I, I've been prone to like small bouts of, bouts of depression over the past couple of weeks – and it's not relative to like fucking quarantine or any shit like that. It's like I realize a lot of that is my diet. It really is dude, because yeah. like I'll, I'll I fucking I I still often will eat to feel good. Like it's that few moments of mouth pleasure are enough to fucking put me at ease for whatever I'm feeling anxious about. But at the same time, it's like you know that's why right now I'm still like 15 pounds overweight. So from the logical perspective, I reached out to a friend who's a nutritionist and. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to get my first weekly, um, like game plan for, for eating nutritiously because I, I just don't want to fucking feel bad because of what I'm putting in my body anymore. And I feel like throughout the course of my life, it's always been one thing or another where I've done that to feel something and I'm getting away from that. And I just don't want to have that crutch anymore. I, I think I might've had an eating disorder because I, you know how you eat a bowl of cereal before bed every night? Mm -hmm. And when I started eating two bowls of cereal every night, I started to think uh, like this would be 
I like I knew it was hurting me, and then I, and that was the part that I liked. I was like, this is so unhealthy for me. So it would be like that. That would be how I came to grips. I might have had an eating disorder. Damn, <laughs> yeah. Do you still feel like like tinges of that every now and again, um, or do you no, feel like no, dude? Back? I'm I, dude. This 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 fucking stupid fucking gay retarded podcast is a chronicle of me never going down that road again. It's fucking rules. Maybe yeah. You know, maybe every once in a while someone taking snipes at me on the internet. Maybe it spins me out a little bit, but I think to a, a normal amount and not like the catastrophic amount it used to before. Mm-hmm. I I dude I value like pushing myself all the time. Yeah. Um. I. I don't get anxious about it, but it's like I do worry about complacency, which yeah. brand new. Oh, okay. Remember, did I talk to you recently about um, like when you're a gifted child and you're only yeah, you and Canon. Yeah, we were talking week. about when you're a gifted child, you're constantly hearing about how smart you are and how like wow, everyone acts all blown away with you, but then you're not also told about the you know the also you have to increase like the amount of effort that you put into things to actually appreciate any of it. Mm-hmm. I saw someone fucking crying about it on the internet today. They they were calling it um gifted child burnout. It was like, let's not forget that gifted child burnout is real. It's not that we were blah, blah, blah. It's that we were blah. And it was like, oh my God. So you're not only are you super smart person, but you also realized it. And your reaction is to cry about it. It's so fucking weird to me. Now it is maybe a year ago. I would have been like, but now now it's like dude I, like i i don't know i don't know it, it feels very silly to me that that's a they're taking a they're taking a jab at like we're also oppressed <laughs> like they're playing victimhood olympics i don't that's know that's soft ass shit i'd be, be hard not to be like fucking kill yourself that's yeah. not nice but i'd be very very <laughs> i don't know not very sympathetic I, I, I just the realization of all that should stop you from complaining about anything. You're like, oh, okay, all well, yeah. How about look around? Yeah. <laughs> oh, how about open your eyes? How about dig into different parts of the geography, our world? Like, you got other things to worry about. I don't know. That that's really, I no. don't know. As I pound a thing of hohos, I you're talking about food. I. Definitely have had different eating disorders, definitely a binger, all these things. But it's like, I'm curious, like, Mike, when you said you reached out to a friend, like, what, like, what is it that makes, I'm going to ask you a question and I'm going to say, but like, what makes, what makes you turn to food or like you sort of, for me, I, it's like, it's a, just another vice, like drinking, sex, you know, spending money, gambling, but it's like something that's affordable something that's available something you can get away with something you can do in private i mean i don't know i've always had a fucked up relationship with food same and uh, there's been times where i feel like all right this is cool and if one of the things that is really fucking me right now is not being able to go to jujitsu because when i was training regularly um I could pretty much eat without eat what I wanted and still be around like 185, 190 pounds. Where now it's like it's a struggle to to be under 200. And typically, where I come off the rails is when I don't have regimented eating times. Like there will be days where you know I, I fill my days up. Like there, one of the good things about all of this is I, I don't feel like I have enough time in any day because I'm doing so much, and I'm not just doing doing a lot for the sake of having shit to do. I feel like I'm checking things off that I want to do that are moving me forward in one facet or another. But the flip side to that is like, if, if I, if I'm out doing shit during the course of the day from like 8 AM to 2 PM, by the time I get home after 2 PM, I'm fucking starving. And there's most days, like I'll get Mexican, I'll get Mexican food from this great place up the street. And it's not just like a couple tacos. It's like yesterday I went, I got fucking three pastor tacos and a fucking foot long quesadilla. Sounds just because it was it was heaven but in my mind like i could validate it's because all right well i was getting shit done all day and then the second i'm done it's like what i imagine people feel when they murder somebody when you're looking over the body and the at the in the heat of the moment you're like all right this person deserved it and then when you're done you're just like oh my god what am i doing with myself <laughs> um, the post the sadness I, I know what you're talking about the the jujitsu thing is huge 
uh man i hate constantly talking about jujitsu but it's you know something i care about so i don't give a fuck um when like my fitness was part of like being good at something it was very easy to monitor my eating i actually i made a real tweet where i was like i'm I'm announcing my retirement from diarrhea because i just i just didn't have casual diarrhea from eating so terribly (laughs) anymore But casual since, diarrhea since... should be an album. Casual <laughs> <Casual> diarrhea. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. So that's yeah. It's actually my wardrobe style. Um, <laughs> it's my paint color. Now that it's like it, I, obviously I I'm in complete control of my life outside of being grounded right now, but I, I get to choose everything I eat. I'm all, like I always get to have the food around me that I pick. And my diet is not good anymore. Um, so now I know that it's not like I just have the discipline to eat well. It's it's my it was wrapped up inside of I had to eat well to be good at a thing that I was doing all the time. We have to end the quarantine. It's stupid. It's over. Fuck it, dude. I'm not grounded anymore. Open everything. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Good. No, it's that point. Tim, it, I realized like how much of that my life revolved around. And when I was fuck, if if I knew, there was there was one time, right? It was actually right before the quarantine happened, where I fucking came home from from work, and I was just like, all right, I'm just gonna fucking eat right now. And I eat what the fuck did I eat? I think I ate like a bowl full of raviolis, and then got right in the car and drove to jujitsu, and I felt like I was gonna fucking die out there. <laughs> just like, oh, this is why I don't do this shit. And that was just like one time throughout the course of the fucking two and a half years that I've been training that. You know, I was not mindful of what I was putting into my body. And now it's, you know, even though I don't, although I think it's going to come back soon, but, you know, it's just, I need to take other steps to to kind of create the structure of my life that I have in so many other aspects that are enable me to push myself forward in them. But this is the one thing that's kind of like fucking me just because I haven't taken control of that situation yet. Well, good call reaching out then. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know I did the right thing and I, I can't wait because it's, I don't know. I, I'm I'm just excited because I know when I have when I have structure around something, whether it's self-imposed or somebody else imposes the structure, I thrive. And that um, I I can't wait to see like where I'll be within about three months or so. Not me either, Bob. Me too, man. Just just wait to see me just eating sardines every meal. <laughs> look at me. Get a good look at me now, because <laughs> I'm gonna be eating sardines like a fucking Looney Tunes cat. <laughs> i've been a, i've been really guilty in the past of like all right it's sunday it's like okay it's friday night i'm gonna eat a cheesesteak like i'm gonna fuck off with food and then monday i'll be good and then it's like yeah. sunday night it's like i better i better get it in tonight because tomorrow um and then i'll look for any excuse monday morning like dude this week this week's already fucked there's no way i could possibly add the stress of a good diet onto what what's shaping up to be a, a pretty stressful um work heavy week and then i yeah. i just make excuses all week and uh and you know i was 250 pounds bro you just like defined my religion that's mm-hmm. literally it's like oh it's friday mm-hmm. but it's funny with the again look the quarantine um we, like, so-called <laughs> i've never i've never been a, a domestic goddess a lady like i know when to go make a sandwich but like i was never you know what i mean like a real like there was a joke that one of my friends hid this. it was an inside joke thing and they'd hide it at my apartment then i'd take it and hide it at their apartment they hid it in my oven and it was over a year <laughs> and i never fucking found it and they like it's like oh god that's, you know dude that's cutthroat collar pull yeah but um but it's funny because uh that's actually cut roast tim god damn it mike (laughs) fuck i uh like we've started in in mark and i we lived together uh, five years now or whatever but it's like we've started cooking and that because like grub hub and you know blah 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 but like now we're we can walk to the italian market now I'm actually like, oh, what veggie are we going to have with our protein? Like, who the fuck? <laughs> if anybody who knows me, but it's like become so easy and fun that I'm hoping that this, like you're saying, Mike, like I'm, it's been just like a few weeks of us doing this, but I'm like, wow, what if this became normal? And then I didn't have to be on an air quotes diet for the rest of my life that I'm secretly, you know, fucking up when no one's looking. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. a lifestyle. Uh, yeah. You know, but 
Yeah, I totally get it because like I, I don't want to be on a fucking diet. I just want to be right. mindful of what I'm eating. Right. And there's so much mindlessness that That's goes into key, dude. to what I eat now. I, I roll my eyes anytime someone tells me they're on a diet because it's just like, man, that's like Atkins shit. Get that shit out of my face. Like if you can if you can name I don't know. It, it also obviously helps for a lot of people, but I just it, it feels it, it feels destined to failure when you're like, I'm striving to be keto. And it's like, all right, you're it's kind of like it gets wrapped up in your personality then at that at that point. And then a failure becomes like devastating. Whereas right. if you're just like, I have some guidelines for eating, that's that's a, that's a diet, I guess. But still, Dude, there, was, there was one thing that I posted one time about. I think it was like it was after a tournament where I had to cut a lot of weight. And I posted a picture of like a two liter of wild cherry Pepsi and a large pepperoni and sausage pizza that I was eating all to myself. And I mentioned it to a, a friend who was an who was an MMA fighter. I was like, dude, this is my Achilles heel, man, because I don't know when I'm going to stop doing this. You know, I gave it up for a fucking three weeks, but now I know I'm going to go into Bender. He's like, dude, why don't you just eat what you want? Just not as much of it. Dude, He's like, I had Percocets. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, dude, I had I had pizza yesterday. I ate two slices then I stopped and I was just like, what? <laughs> you, you savage. Yeah. Yeah, we ordered pizza tonight, and I got two pieces, two slices deep before we had to start this, and I was like, "Fuck, dude, I wanted to eat more pizza." Dude, I, I fucking, especially when it's very tasty shit. Like, I'll order food, like I don't know that I'm ever gonna eat again. (laughs) Mary, what's what's the guiltiest food for you? I think I think right now it's it's Chinese, and I and we we, like we always that's almost health food to me. Eh, not buckle up. <laughs> uh, no, it's again. It's like it's like Mike. Like you're ordering. Like you're not gonna eat it. It's like I and I feel like I've fucked Mark up because I've brought him into some of my like bad mental. Where I'm like, well, we need variety. You gotta yeah. get all, you gotta get an Italian hoagie yeah. with a pizza. We want a little variety. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yep. what are we doing? So like the Chinese, it's like I don't know. No, I I get it, and Tim might not believe it, but Tim Kurt Russell made a movie about it. Big trouble with little Chinese. <laughs> uh, God damn it, Mike! You're you're, you're too sweet. You're playing too much. This is insane. You are tear me apart, bro. Mary, do you have like a bad day food where if it's just like you just find out that a coworker. Or you don't have have that job anymore. But like, if you were at that job <laughs> and you found out your most hated coworker rubbed his balls across your keyboard, what would you drive home to get? Like, I'm not even. I am a huge. This is a, a point of contention in my current relationship. Also, I'm a huge uh, sweet tooth person. Yeah. So, like, I want to face fuck a cake, cookies, yeah. and chocolate, and. So honestly, like I would drive across the bridge to Wegmans to get a cookie cake and have them write like tomorrow will be better and just fucking get <laughs> in my car. I'm not even kidding. But it's a it's funny because that's been like a real point of contention because Mark does not have a sweet tooth at all. And he views it like almost like it's childlike. Like, oh, children like cookies and sundaes and ice cream. And I'm like, are you fu-? like, it's been a like, we've gotten into some real rip roar and fights about it. And it, it's crazy. Do you guys, are you guys? This isn't children's food. No, it's because children lack restraint. That's, that's why. It's- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mommy needs a sundae. No, I'm no Mary Jo, Mary jo will let me know when it's time to maybe second guess what I'm doing with food. Yeah. Oh, it's just weird. But yeah, I'm a, I'll, I would gravitate towards anything sweet it's sick I, I mean honestly mike if you had asked if you asked me that question and said you'd get back to me sunday night i would just sit in the corner and rock on something <laughs> hard and think about it because that's how much uh, now now do you mean sunday night s-u-n-d-a-y or s-u-n-d-a-y <laughs> oh god if you have a s-u-n-d-a-e night then that's a whole nother okay what i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've ever done anything. I don't know if I've ever done this on purpose before, but I got two nights worth of pizza delivered tonight so that I could reheat it for UFC tomorrow. Uh, that's a great <laughs> idea, man. <laughs> Dude, I give you a lot of credit, man, because I can't fucking let good shit like that just sit in the refrigerator. Like if I order a fucking cheesesteak or a hoagie 
and say like, I know a half will be filling enough for me. I just know that if I put that other half in there an hour later, the eyes are going to be darting toward the, toward the <laughs> fucking kitchen. I'm full. I'm f- kind of full from two slices. I don't know, man. Maybe I've made the, maybe I've made enough good choices yeah. that it's like, it's, you know, my body wants to keep it that way. You sound like you've turned the corner, man. Wow. I am almost exactly 200 pounds right now in quarantine, bro. Can you, I, <laughs> I don't believe that Tim. When's my fucking parade? 200 is very good for me. It's extremely good for me. By the way, I was, I sort of, I mean, you just, you look so youthful. You've Benjamin buttoned into Lucy and, but, um, Benjamin Butterly. I just wanted to give Go you ahead. a shout out. <laughs> What'd you say? I said Benjamin Butterly. Oh, fuck. That's why Sorry. you're the. No. <laughs> no. I, I, uh, it was, it was a delight to see you. We, we rented the movie Zeros and, um, we fucking loved it and, your part really touched me because <laughs> I have such a goal of someday playing that woman astronaut who drove across the country in a diaper. <laughs> that was the Philly version of that for men. Yeah, the Philly version is the Swiss cheese jerker offer, dude. Oh and God. that was so fucking good, man. I loved it so much. We could probably, I wonder if have... we could generate enough interest before we get to that. I'm sorry. I, uh, we'll get back to it. We could probably generate enough interest in at least getting a short film made of Mary as uh, what was that lady's name like Lisa Novitsky or something like that? Yeah, That's... I know. yeah, something. The yeah. love triangle. Dude, we're we're making a dark film about Mary driving across the country in a diaper to kill her astronaut boyfriend. <laughs> and I'll be honest, we can even judge the plot a little as long as I'm in a diaper. I don't have to get out of the car, and there's some sort of bloodshed or you know, crime uh... at the end. I don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah, we gotta do some research on this story. I would love to find out what podcast oh. she listened to on the drive. Oh man, <laughs> what she damn, drank? Like, what like what what song sort of got to her emotionally that gave her cramps where she just dumped it? You know, what I mean? <laughs> running on empty. Man, uh, let's yeah, let's put something together for that. We could self produce uh, that. Great, great job in that movie, and I really dug it. It was yeah. awesome. Thank you so much. Go. Yeah. If if you haven't seen us bothering you about it on the internet yet, check out the movie Zeros. It's on Amazon. Uh, it stars John McKeever and uh, a, a bunch of really funny, interesting people that you may not have seen anywhere else. Uh, John McKeever is, especially in this movie, the funniest and most charming human currently living. And every time you see him on screen, it's like it's I, – I don't know. It feels so silly, but I, I – because he obviously he's an actor and he's a professional but it's like that's my that's my friend that's yeah. our that's our friend and he for him to perform at that level was just mind-blowing and i just uh, want to say something yeah. very sweet real quick about john and i don't know how he would feel about me telling people this but i'm going to say it anyway when um i had a fucking meltdown once he had just happened to text me he offered to pay for therapy for me to go if i needed it oh my god yeah He's he, uh, he's a gem, and it also a little bit reminds me of you. Where and you too, Tim. You just have an offer to pay for my therapy, but raining. We're like you'll reach out to people, and you're it's very open with that. I mean, I don't know. I think you guys, all of you, have that in common. Well, you know what? I, and I think one of the one of the greatest fucking um, like attributes to our friend group is that you know we all we don't fucking associate with turds. <laughs> there isn't a turd in the fucking bunch i probably say it every week dude this isn't free warm and fuzzies they're standards yeah if you're good no i'm sorry i'm I'm impulsive i have no manners i whatever i get out of stand-up professionally which looks like it's not going to be much the people that i've met is like that was worth it that is worth it. That will be worth yep. it. And, you know, we talk about like the time spent with people and the value of our time. It's like to be able to be myself and, and get to be around people like you guys and McKeever. And, and I'm so thankful my boyfriend fits into that group a little bit where it's like, yep. I couldn't be happier with what comedy brought me from that perspective. And then when we're all, you know, six feet under and you realize none of it mattered, yeah. this is the shit that mattered. You know what I mean? So that's like I'm again I'm gonna start weeping. Very PMSy, I think, but it's fine. 
but but how cool is it that you're able to recognize that now and it doesn't take fucking old age or fucking the death of someone to realize that like oh shit like this is what this is what it is that matters it's not about like oh i'm gonna get this or i'm gonna get this or i'm gonna do this and this is what matters and it's like i think that's that's one of the things that that is is, is a special component of each person that that we have mutual friends with is that there is none of that. Like people do have aspirations and want to do things, but that isn't the driving force behind, behind those specific friendships or, or how they live their lives. Like, you, you know, you know, the feeling like when you're around somebody who's talking to you because they're feeling you out to see if they can use you as a leg up somewhere. Oh, and yeah. then the second they realize it's like, okay, you're, you're, you're dispensable. I, I can't, or I've exhausted my usage of you. No, it, exactly. I mean, it's, there's like such a loyalty between everybody. That's like, I don't know. It, and it's with jerk off motion. It feels, it's like family, you know, it really is. And it's fucking great. And it's neat to watch movies where somebody's jerking off with Swiss cheese and you're like, that's my bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you have Amazon prime, check out zeros, Z E R O E S. John oh, and uh, it was produced by uh, Jason Loftus. Yeah, you'll remember from an awesome earlier dude. episode of the cast, uh, Phillywood royalty. Um, yeah, Jason fucking rules, man. And I, I haven't seen it yet, but you know, just knowing who's in it and who's involved, I know it's going to be good, and I'm going to watch it this weekend. Yeah, all right, just dropped on Amazon. Go check uh, me and McKeever out. Uh, oh, also, there's this other really crazy guy in it. He reminded me of like a, a weird twist on Michael Shannon, and I thought it was I was like, how I don't know. It, it, it was very funny to me. Sorry. So I, Mary, you know what I'm talking about, right? He, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 I, I, you know, in I, again, I would watch and pay for it every day through the new year, just cause, you know. But it's like the how much I loved it and have told people to watch it. It's that no, was great. Thank you very much. That was awesome. Well, uh, real quick before we say anything else. Mary, can I tell people where to get your album? Oh, I mean, sure. I, well, uh, I was there for it, and I love it. I was there for the recording, uh, and uh, for saying that, it was guys. a great joy guys, of my life to see that uh, to see you lay that shit down. You guys have always been super, super supportive, showing up and like texting, and I can't. I mean, whatever. Just I'm lucky. Um, but it yeah. is available. Uh, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, called Discomfortable. And I think I'm blanking on the name of the one other thing that it's being played on right now. But Spotify? It might be Spotify. It actually, I'm sure you can stream it and find it's it. It's on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, yeah. Right. Oh, sweet. Okay, yeah. So there you go. You've met me. I have a technical handler also. So yeah. technological handler. I love that you don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, to, before we get to the sponsors, I just want to give another shout out to somebody real quick. Uh, you mentioned him and we briefly spoke about it, but Jason Loftus is another one of those guys that fits into that group. It's somebody that's just good through and through is somebody who just, you look back and you see that like they make these experiences so much better just because he's such a fucking cool ass dude. Hell uh, yeah. So I just want to give a quick shout out to Jason Loftus. Fuck yeah. All right. So um, I'm going to get to the sponsors real quick. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. If you want to give it a shot, go to bluechew.com, type in promo code FATBIRD. You get free samples, and you just got to pay $5 for shipping and handling, and they'll give you a bunch of free samples and just fucking, you know, if you can't go on vacation, send your boner on vacation. Mary, you have any experience with blue juice? You know, I uh, I don't. But when I had my my day job, I was a promoter of one of the competitors that you mentioned, and so I got to peddle dick pills, and that was a real proud moment in my life for my family and I. And um, hey, I've never tried them. You know, like ladies, I think you could try them. It makes your lips all tingly or something. But um, I haven't done it. I mean, I'm I'm willing. I got to my hands. I'm not too proud, you know. <laughs> yeah, I have a test subject. Hell yeah. She'll report back. Um, well, oh I'll tell God. you what. Good. T- tell Mark to sign up. Go to bluechew.com slash 
or go to bluechew.com promo code fatbird get a bunch of free samples always got to pay is the five dollars shipping and handling and also i want to mention our other sponsor audible uh audible is freaking awesome i use it every night i i fall asleep to it anytime i commute i listen to books on tape it rules um i can't vouch for it enough and if you go to audibletrial.com slash fat bird you get a free month of audible you can cancel anytime if you don't like it but i think you'll like it a lot so give it a shot audibletrial.com slash fat bird hey you take a blue tune and uh play a motivational book through headphones onto your fucking boner oh my god you just put, throw a towel around its neck. Just get it all. It's like hunched over a bench, just like Your wrapping dick will work through itself. Through all its issues. <laughs> you better blue chew yourself. <laughs> you got mom spaghetti and cum <laughs> all over yourself. Then <laughs> you like you you move the uh, laptop out of the way. You're like it's time, and it like looks up, and that's the end. Like you know, it's about to get out there and just wreck ass. <laughs> From the movie Bait Mile. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, well let's move over to the Patreon. Mary, do you have more time to hang out on the Patreon? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. And cool. If you guys are listening right now, and if you want to hear the rest of this conversation, just go to Patreon.com/slash/DadMeatPodcast. And you could get access to all the content we've created for a fucking dollar or whatever you want to donate. So we're going to be over there in a couple of minutes. We're just going to take a leak and then we're going to go live on there. All right. Thanks, Mary. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, this has been the fucking. You're the best. This has been a real highlight of my quarantine. A real a real bright spot. I can't believe it. Um, hell yeah. All right. We'll see you bubs over on the Patreon later. Love you, dogs. Thanks, guys. I'm just going to take a leak and then uh, we'll come back in a couple of minutes. All right. Thank cool. God I'm going to piss myself. <laughs>